Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. You already know it's your girl, Christine. I hope you guys had a blessed week and hope you guys are regenerized and fresh for this Friday and upcoming weekend, whether you work or, or, or you don't. You already know, we got to start off with gratitude, man. Got to start off with gratitude. Um, For me, there's so many things I can be great. There's so many things I can be grateful for. Um, right now I'm going to say I'm, I'm grateful for my new journey that I'm about to embark on. Uh, a couple days ago I decided, I've always wanted to do it for years, but I was honestly, I was too scared. I was too shy. Like, you know, I was still contemplating. I was conflicted, you know? So I finally decided to lock my hair and, you know, a lot of, some people were against it. Cause like I, my hair is really long naturally and people like, no, Christine, don't do that to your hair. Don't do that to your hair. Um, but I made that decision for myself, you know, and I really like it so far. It's obviously, it's a process. Your hair doesn't lock right away. And, you know, you got to do the re-interlocking. You got to wait four to six weeks. Like, so it's a journey. But I can say that I'm grateful that I was able to make that decision to embark on my new journey. So that's what I'm grateful for. Um, take a minute. And just think about what you guys are grateful for before you enter this glorious Friday morning. And while you start your weekend, just take a second, reflect on what you're grateful for, please. Hope you guys took your time first to yourself. Today, I want to chit chat with you guys about helping me help you. And when I say that, I, I told you guys that we were going to have a discussion and I was going to answer your questions because, you know, I, I'm only human and I go through shit just like everybody else. Um, you guys know that this holiday was really, really rough for me, really rough for me um, emotionally. So I did what I had to do for myself, which is, you know, I took some time step back from the podcast, I step back from doing my book, I step back from my career for a little bit just so I could focus on my own mental health and gaining gaining my strength back emotionally and mentally because I was, I was not in a good place, you know? So today is going to be a lovely Q&A for you guys. I have several questions and comments. I can't, I can't answer all of them today. I can't do that live. So if I'm not able to answer your question on during this episode, I will be responding to you personally um, because I just think it's it's always important to feel like you're being heard. You know, get clarification, whatever question it is that you need. So I, the ones that I don't get to today um, during this episode, I will be responding to you directly. Um, so please look out for that. I'm just going to kick it off, get into it, because I know that you guys are going to work and so we're just going to have a lovely conversation this morning. First question is, are you ever going to do something like a meet and greet? Um, hmm. To be honest with you, I never thought about that. Because uh, I'll be honest, I just recently started my podcast. I'm still building my audience um, globally, internationally. So I haven't really thought about that, to be honest with you. Uh, I do plan on doing a book signing when my book releases um, later on in the year. And when I do become 
because I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but I'm I'm not a Canadian citizen. Um, I'm actually a permanent resident. I'm from Jamaica. And there was a whole bunch of like back and forth stuff to do with my adoption. So I wasn't really able to attain my Canadian citizenship, but now I'm in the process of doing that. So once that is done, my next step is I want to travel the world and do motivational speaking. So obviously I would do like meet and greets and stuff like that when I go around and obviously I, I got to hold it down for my hometown, Toronto. I got to hold it down. So later on in later on in the in the year or maybe next year I will do a meet and greet but right now I'm just focusing on building my audience being consistent uh, making uh, networking relations um, and building myself you know and branding myself so that's really my focus right now but eventually there there will be a meet and greet but I just that hasn't been on the forefront of my mind right now um, it's just more or less branding and establishing myself um with on online online and physical presence so hope that kind of answers your question but i would love to meet you <laughs> next question uh out of everything that you've been through what do you feel is the worst thing hmm that's a pretty com that's a really complex question for me you know i take that back it's not really complex because to be honest with you, everything that I've gone through is in my life that was a negative experience made a big impact on me. And whether that be for five minutes or five years, it made a really big impact on me. And I think different aspects of my life was what was unfortunately affected and everything impacts different things. So it's like, think of like a cut. A small cut, oh, everyone's like, okay, yeah, that, that's okay. But they say small cuts hurt the most, you know? And then the bigger cuts are like, oh, that must really hurt. And you're like, oh, it does, but, it, you know, I, I can still do this. So it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. So I wouldn't necessarily, I can't really measure anything that I've gone through. I can't really say this is worse or this is bad because it all has impacted me differently negatively. And it has always started small and it's gone big. So, however, I can say what I have to relive a lot more um, than one thing over another. Just due to the job, the nature of my job. And unfortunately, the young female youth that I work with, even even a couple of males that I work with, this has um, happened to. So, I, I often have to relive and, and retell my story about being molested by my uncle for so many years and then finally taking matters into my own hands causing you know that 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 really caused the start of my which what do you want to call it? i'm trying to think something tip of my tongue my beginning to be in the youth justice system so i can't measure anything but i i, I can say that i can only thing i can measure is what i relive more often you know, I'm still growing through it. I'm st I can't get over it. I grow, I grow through things. I don't get over things because getting over something, that means you left it behind. It's, it's a part of me. It's who I am. It's helped build my career, my personality, how I am as a mother, a person. So nothing for me is worse, but I can say that there's one thing that I can tell you that I relive or retell 
or am constantly talking about is being molested by my uncle along with being gang raped on my birthday. So those are the two things that I, I constantly talk about, you know, just because my students go through it and being there to support them and being raw and real is has helped them grow so much because a lot of, as I, I don't think I've told you guys this, and if I did, I apologize for repeating it. A lot of people refer to me as the woman, as the epitome of the woman who wasn't supposed to make it because I'm supposed to be dead, man. Trust me, I'm supposed to be dead. And if I'm not dead, I'm supposed to be in jail. So the fact that I'm not, and the fact that I'm standing, and now that I'm in a position where I can inspire others, especially the youth, because that's that's my passion is, is, is the youth, as uh, the young young adult audience. So if I, if I could just help them in any way, shape or form, I can't save everybody, um, but I can do what I can do to save. If it's just that one person, I'm fine with that, you know? But the fact that I am able to embed my knowledge and experience into others so that they can grow and realize that they're not alone, hey, I'll relive my trauma every day if I need to do that. Because I'm now an adult and I've been able to build those coping strategies for me and myself um, to get through that. And they're, they're now learning and still figuring it out. So yeah that's yeah for me hmm that's a good question <laughs> thank you for thank you for sending that in that's a really good question um oh i have a comment um i think you're i think you're so brave and thank you for sharing your story um thank you i don't really look at myself as brave to be honest with you i just i look at myself as Kind of like a survivor. Um, I went through experiences and I survived each one. So um, I don't really call that bravery because with bravery you got. I don't know. I think I think I guess I look at bravery differently. You know, bravery for me is something that you step into, and you're like, okay, I'm 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 gonna do this and I'm gonna go full fledged and I'm gonna handle it, knowing all the risks and all that stuff. To me, what I've gone through in my life, I never chose that. I never chose to be molested. I never chose to be raped. You know, I didn't really choose the correctional system. I didn't choose none of that. I didn't choose to be adopted. I didn't choose from my parents to be divorced. I didn't choose to be in a domestic, in, in a violent domestic relationship more than once. I didn't choose, I didn't choose to be violated. I didn't choose to have a black eye or get beat up by my ex-boyfriends. I, I didn't choose that shit. I didn't choose that shit. So I don't really know, I don't think bravery, I don't consider myself brave. I just consider myself a survivor, but I respect what you're, I respect your outlook and I respect what you, what you have to say. And I, I appreciate it, you know, and if my story can help one, as I said, one person, to me, that's a success within itself. I can't save everybody, but I think that transparency is key because I can't be sitting here trying to help somebody get through something if I'm not being authentic with them. You know, if somebody's coming to you for help and actually reaching out to you, it's because they see something in you. It's that connection. That's why I always said your impact has to be greater than your intention because that connection that you build with somebody, I believe you you have about a minute to, a minute, not even five minutes. You have a minute to two minutes to build a, a connection with somebody, especially youth. So um for that with for me 
it's authenticity and vulnerability. I think when a youth can see that I'm still that I can be vulnerable, I think it's really important because I'm they can see I'm still human. So thank you. And I, again, I respect your comment. It means a lot to me. Um, next question. Hmm. Why haven't you given up? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to chuckle, but uh, the truth is, to be honest with you, I have given up. I've given up more than once. Um, I've tried to kill myself more than once. I have given up on myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and to be honest, I feel like the universe never gave up on me. So when I gave up, the universe didn't give up. The, high, the most high above God, he didn't give up on me. Because if I, I tried to take my own life and I'm still here, you know, so I have a, I have a purpose and I have a higher purpose of being here. So I, I have given up, to be honest with you. I have, I've given up more than once, but the universe and God, they never allowed me to give up. They encouraged me. They put me through trials and tribulations, hurdles, whatever I had to go through. But I, I did give up, you know? And, I, and I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm, on, I'm only human and I can only take so much. And I encourage out people out there. If you feel like giving up, you need to state you feel like giving up, you know. Don't hold those emotions in because when you feel like giving up and you feel like you can't relate to somebody or you can't connect to somebody, oh, that's when you decide you want to take matters into your own hands. And that's when it can become lethal to your own life. So I I don't know. I just I have given up, man. I have. And just over the Christmas break, I wanted to give up, to be honest with you. I, I was I felt like the devil was trying me. I was like, what can I do? I, I, I don't know what else to do. I, I don't know what else to do. I feel defeated. I feel, I, I don't know. But you want to know something? The Most High, the universe, and my real friends showed me. Had to remind me, sorry. Why I'm still here. So I, till this day, I still have I still have those feelings of giving up, giving up. But the real, authentic people around me, and again, the universe, energy, and the Most High God, never failed me. So when I gave up on myself, I had people around me who didn't give up on me. So I had a team. I had a really solid team around me, and I think that's really important. Is having the solidarity around you, you know, because if I, if I can't turn to you, you shouldn't, I shouldn't be fucking with you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be fucking with me, you know, I'm not going to spit out no memes or anything, but like, shit, man, if you can't go to people who come to you, you need to check that, because that shit's unhealthy, that shit's unhealthy, you know, so, that's what I got to say for that. And if you if you feel like giving up, don't. And that's just all I have to say. Like plain and simple, don't. I can't tell you why. 
because you're not, I don't have your story. You don't have my story. So when you feel like giving up, you got to search within yourself. That, that piece is up to you. That's, that's all in your, in ball is in your court for that, but don't give up. Don't give up and you will find out why. The universe, your friends, your family, the real ones, God, whatever religious belief you live in, believe in, sorry, is going to show you what's up. It's going to uplift you when you're down. So I just want you guys to just think about that for a little bit. Um, what do you do for fun? That was the next question I got. Um, what do I do for fun? Man, I wish I had my friends right now with me sitting beside me or doing something or on the phone because they probably tell you Christine is the most boring person ever. And I'm an old granny. Everyone calls me a granny. All my friends call me a granny because I go to sleep so early and I just rather stay in my house. Um, I don't know. What I do, what do I do for fun? I watch Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. That is... That's my that's my show right there. So that is like that's my show show. So I th- I find that really fun for me. Um, I like to go for drives. I love going for drives and having no destination to go to. I just I just like driving around. I love it. It's I don't. It's so calming to me. Going on the highway, going on the back roads. Yeah, for me, yeah, driving I love. Watching Grey's Anatomy is fun for me. Going to my friend's house. They know my ass is not going to no party or nothing. But I will go to their house if they're having a party or something like that. And I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to challenge my mind, challenge my myself more and going out and having fun with my friends and like, a bigger setting, but you know, shit takes time. And I, I, and I think I've, I've improved so far, like the middle of last year and into this year. So I can say that I'm getting better. I'm getting better slowly. And so hopefully I'm able to address what I do for fun in a, in a more fun way. Cause I know that sounded so boring to, to answer for you guys, but I'm just being honest. I don't want to be fake. I don't want to tell you, Oh yeah, I go clubbing. I, you know, I go party, I go on book cruise. No, I don't do none of that shit. So I, I, to be honest with you, I just watch Grey's Anatomy. I love going for drives. I love sleeping. Sleeping is amazing, especially when I don't have my kids here, which is very rare. Sometimes I just like to sleep. You know, catch up on my sleep as a mom, as a single mother of three. It's it gets tough sometimes. So sleeping for me is fun. So don't judge me for that. Please don't judge me for that. <laughs> I know some of you are probably thinking, like, yo, this girl is a granny, brethren. Um, yeah, I guess. I'll take I'll take the granny title for now. But as I said, I'm starting to challenge myself. And when I do and when I do start going out, you guys can't call me no granny anymore. So hold on to that while you can. <laughs> Next question. Um, does your job ever get to you? Hmm. Does my job ever get to me? I don't know if my job ever gets to me to the point where I can say, like, I want to quit. No, actually, I take that back. I, I have gotten to that point. 
but it, it's not even because of the youth and their experiences. It's because I've worked with some fucked up individuals who, like, people think that racism doesn't exist in Canada, but it does, and it is gangster with it. Shit, I'm sorry. I when it comes to racism, I don't care what nobody says. I personally feel that Canada is worse than U.S. because the U.S. is blatant about it. They're blunt about that shit, but I feel like Canada is very subtle and under the the rug with it, so I find that more dangerous. So I I have wanted to, my job has gotten to me in the aspect of systemic racism where I have been, where I have experienced racism amongst the adults that I work with. So that piece has almost gotten to me, but in terms of my youth and their stories and what they go through, because man, I've been in some pretty fucked up situations with my youth. It doesn't necessarily get to me but it does hurt my heart. It does hurt my heart, definitely. Uh, I do take it home because I think about I, I think about my students all the time, my former students and present students. So that kind of oh, it necessarily gets to me. Sometimes it gets overwhelming, but it doesn't ever get to me. The youth don't ever get to me to a point where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. I can't can't do it anymore. I just want to quit. So. It does, but it doesn't. You know, it has elements where it's overwhelming, but it's more rewarding. I hope that makes sense in what I'm saying, and I hope I'm answering your question correctly. If I'm not, please text me and let me clarify, because this is about helping me help you. So, hey, if my story can help you, let me know, please. Trying to think if there's any other elements to that question that I can answer. No, no, I think that's it. I think that's it for the for the most part for my job. It doesn't get to me. Sometimes it gets. It does get overwhelming. I, if that's what you mean about getting to me, um, yeah, it gets overwhelming sometimes. But it's not even. It's not the youth that do it, and that's the whole. That's the whole thing, man. Listen, I tell people I'm a child and youth worker. I deal from 0 to 19, if you want to stretch it, to 21. After that, you're on your own. You know, like, I, I can't take on adult problems. I'm here for the youth. And, you know, some people I work with, I feel like I'm their counselor sometimes. So it's just like, shit, man, that shit gets to me. That shit gets to me. But not my youth. Not No, not the youth. Not at all. So I hope that kind of, you know, answers your question again, if you need clarification. Text me again. Uh, oh, this is an interest. This is no. I really thought this question was really interesting, and I honestly never thought about it. So, the next question I have is: If you had the opportunity to go back to your biological parents, would you? My answer is hell fucking no. Hell to the motherfucking no. And let me tell you why. People expose themselves for who they are over time. As again, if people are not authentic, they can only play a role for so long before shit hits the fan and comes crashing down. Uh, no, not at all. I don't talk to my biological mother um, at all. And I'm okay with that. And I'm quite happy with that. I don't find that she's a positive element in my life. Um, 
because the shit that we've gone through together for like the few couple times that we've communicated with each other. So no, uh, I'm still, I guess I'm her daughter. I don't know, but I feel like she doesn't reach out to me anyways. So if you really love somebody, you'd reach out to them or try to mend your relationship or whatever, whatever you want to call it. So hell no. And I don't know who my biological father is. I thought I did, but you know, my biological mom told me some information a couple years ago, which I don't know who he is. And I don't even know if he's looking for me much less. I don't know. I really don't. But I have the best thing. I have the I don't I can't even say the best thing closest to a real dad because my dad is my dad and that's just who he is. But I have a really great relationship with my dad, as I've expressed to you guys before. It wasn't, it never used to always be like that, but it's like that now. He's like one, he's like my best friend. So, yeah, uh, that's what I gotta say for that one. No, I'm very grateful for, for my adopted parents. So no, no, I'm not. I'm not going back. Um, again, I think I have time. No. I can answer all couple, couple more, couple more, couple more, couple more, couple more for your lovely Friday morning. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. Uh, the next question is, uh, have you ever cheated and why? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's just a funny question for me. Uh, yes, I have. I'm be very honest with you. I have cheated. And why? Um, because I was still figuring out what love really, really is. And I was, I told you guys, I've been in a long-term relationship for, for nine years. Is ugh, let me not get started, but it is what it is. And when somebody hurts you so much, and then you guys, you know, you, you have that period where you stop talking and then you start entertaining other people and then shit gets interesting. And then you're like, oh, fuck, shit, I'm in too deep. And then after shit's done, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done this or whatever. But in that moment, you don't really realize it as cheating. You look at it as, well, I took it as me and you weren't together. You, we weren't talking. We weren't communicating. You weren't doing this. Da, da, da. So, which is the wrong mentality to have even though someone has hurt you, you you still don't you still shouldn't do that you should again heal heal and uh, ask questions talk to your partner um either grow through it together or move on but that uncertainty leads to a lot of inf infidelity in relationships so yes i have done that and a part of me you know, I've, I've done it where it's like, oh, fuck, you You really hurt me, and I want to hurt you back. Because I don't care what nobody says. You can challenge me all you want on this, but I really feel like men can't handle... Men can't handle when their woman cheats on them, but they can do it to their woman. And, you know, my ex cheated on me, like, I don't know, how many months? A few months in after we were engaged, and... He told me, don't cry over spilt milk. Don't don't cry over spilt milk. But 
when shit was vice versa, when time when time came for shit to be vice versa, oh, it wasn't don't cry over spilled milk it was a big ass motherfucking problem. So, yeah, I have. Not proud of it. It it was my learning experience. It's it's helped me grow mentally because you challenge yourself and you're like, oh shit, this is not how life is supposed to be. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to heal. You're not supposed to. It's not really a tit for tat kind of thing. It's not like yo, who has a one up? Nobody's a referee. I ain't trying to keep no score, no none of that shit. So, yeah, I cheated. I can say that. And why is you just don't? You're still finding what love is, and you're still finding who you are, your self worth, your self esteem. So, yeah, and my past experiences and how I've dealt with them, and I felt like I, I'm always attracted to the same people. You know, the same type of, and I got to change that. And the only way I can change that is when I change myself because I'm attracting my trauma. See, and we're, we're going to get into a deeper conversation in with somebody else, so have an interview about, because a lot of people seek people who remind them of their trauma subconsciously and who can connect to on their trauma. And people need to understand this. And I really want you guys to understand this. Just because... You connect with somebody because they've been through trauma like you. It doesn't mean you are connected. A lot of people are only connected to your trauma. Your trauma is what loves the other person because your two traumas connect. It doesn't mean that you guys are for for each other. And I think that leads to a lot of toxicity. Unfortunately, a lot of broken homes. Um, Baby fathers and baby mothers. I'm sorry to say, but bastard children because that's just what it is. Like, that's, that's the unfortunate piece of it. And that's, that's just being real. Um, yeah. I'm just, oh, there's, there's, there's so much shit around that. And it's, it's such a, it's so overloading where I feel like I would love to have your, your guys in more input on this love discussion and I'll probably, you know, see if I can get somebody to sit down and talk. It's, it would be really good to have a female and male perspective on on one of the episodes. So hit me up and let me know if that's what you guys want me to do. Have an episode where it's myself, but it's also a male and female perspective. So it, I don't want anyone to feel like they're attacking the male species or we're attacking the female species. I want us to have a conversation. Because the only way we can grow is through real conversation. So hit me up and let me know if that's what you guys want to do. And I would love for you guys to even be a part of it. When you guys, I'm going to let you guys know where to reach me. The, the ones who are new, ones who forgot. Um, number is 437-488-4871. I'll repeat that again. It's 437-488-4871. Or you can DM me on Instagram impact over intention and my facebook is broken silence silence is not meaningless i'm actually i'm actually getting really excited for that for this conversation so yeah hit me up let me know your thoughts let me know your thoughts um this is going to be my lovely last question uh just for to this evening and everybody else i will answer your questions directly okay i will i promise um do you still believe in love and do you want to get married? Um, I'm not, I'll answer the married part first. 
I think it's every girl's dream. You know, well, I shouldn't say every girl's dream, but I think every female has once had that vision. You know, regardless of their sexuality, of being married. You know, not necess- some necessarily. You know, finding the perfect white dress, having a big wedding, some even eloping. So. Of course, I've had that vision. You know, I almost got there in 2014. I was supposed to get married in Jamaica. So, of course. Um, of course, I do want to get married. Yep, that's still in my plan. That's still in my dream. That's still in my um, my agenda in my life. Uh, do I want a big wedding? Nope. I am okay with going to City Hall, having a witness, and signing and say I do. You know, I don't I don't need everybody around me to get married. I need myself and my partner. Our connection is between each other because let's be honest, half of the people that you invite to a wedding, you don't even talk to after the wedding. So why am I spending $90 on a plate for a plate for someone to eat that I'm not even going to talk to after the wedding? Because half of the time you invite people out of respect, especially like, you know, family members that you haven't seen. No, nah, I'm not doing all that shit. So, yes, I see myself getting married. But no, I don't see myself getting having a big wedding. I just, I just, want, I just personally just want something small, you know. Even if if it's not city hall, it could just be in my backyard, where it's like just my closest friends and family. But then again, that's even a lot of people to me, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I still, I still want to get married. I still see it for myself. And do I still believe in love? I, I am, I'm apologize right now because. If that is a question, that means I think I have indicated to you guys ever in any episode that I have given up on love and I have not given up on love. I think love is very real. Um, I think love is pure and I think love is true. And I definitely have not given up and I definitely still believe in love. I think love is pure. I think love is the leader of all, you know? Yeah, everybody goes through shit in relationships. It's how we grow. It's how we build. But no, I I wouldn't. No, I would never stop believing in love. I think that my partner, my soulmate, is still out there. Whether it be my ex, whether we get back together five years, ten years down the road, it is what it is. If I find somebody new and build a lovely life with them, you know, a beautiful marriage, I'm all for it. Because I still believe in love. I think love is real. I think love is real and people's people what people define as love is different for each person. So whatever you define as love for yourself is what you'll be seeking. So for me, my elements of love is trust, honesty, commitment, integrity, open communication, um cooperation. I don't really think compromising is a part of love, to be honest, because I would never want my partner to compromise with me. I think we just make decisions together. So it's not really a compromise. So no, that's not one of them. So those are my, yeah, those those, those factors are, are key values for me in love. So my, my past experience within love and within toxicity, within the good times and the bad times, I was able to, to realize what it was for me. For myself and what I identify as love. So no, I think love is love is love is still real, and I haven't given up on it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for for love. I'm excited for love. 
when it when it comes to me pure and in the form that I would like because that means I'm giving off what I like so I'm excited for it so not giving up love is very real love is true love is pure love is kind love is Lauren Hill you know <laughs> um you guys have me really thinking with these questions like to be honest with you I'm here sitting down and I'm here I'm here answering questions but I'm here answering questions but I, I, my mind is my mind is still spinning so forgive me I'm here with you guys thank you I must honestly thank you for these questions again I know that I wasn't able to answer all of them um, and I'm going to answer them directly, but thank you guys for your questions. I want to do another Q&A with you guys. Um, a couple of you guys have hit me up on Instagram with wanting to be um, on an episode, and I would love that. I'm going to get back to you guys. I'm actually going to email you guys through my e through email so we can communicate and talk about that because I think hearing from my listeners, because we all have our own life experiences and what we bring to ourselves, what we bring to others is so important. So I just want to encourage you guys to tell your stories, come forward. And the thing that I, I am not degrading women in any way, shape or form when I say this, but it has been amazing how many men have reached out to me through Instagram and through text messaging and just telling me their story because a lot of men yo men go through it eh men really go through it and i think the society focuses on the women and women go through trauma and but yo men go through trauma too men go through some real trauma real debilitating trauma and i us as a society we don't focus on that we we focus as them as men with the mask masculinity sorry factor and their strength and they're supposed to be the head of the household but that's society's expectation and we're not allowing our men to grieve we're not allowing our men to grow we're not allowing our men to learn so i, I just really want to say thank you thank you to the men out there who've reached out to me through instagram through text messaging and again i know i did this like five minutes ago but i'm I'm going to do it again because I'm pleading to you. Reach out. I'm here. My number is 437-488-4871. Again, my Instagram is impact over intention. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. And thank you guys for just rocking it with me. You know, I'm trying my best. I know you guys are trying your best. And I want you guys to keep keep it up, man. We're a community. I always say it takes a community to raise a village. So thank you guys for that. You know, the highest human act is to inspire. And I say that all the time. It's Nipsey Hussle. I say it all the time. And it's real and it hits home for me. Um, I'm going to see you guys bright and shining Monday morning. Let's kick off our, our week with gratitude. And you know what? After this, after I close this episode, I want you guys to take the time and just reflect on Reflect on your gratitude again. Reflect on the meaning of your life for yourself, the meaning of love, the meaning of happiness, the meaning of joy, the meaning of the meaning of life. You know, everybody has their own definition. So I really want you guys to sit down and reflect about that. Whether you be at your work desk or your classroom or your office, 
whatever it may be, just reflect. Self-reflection is success. That is a big part of success for me is self-reflection. So please just take a moment after this and just do a self-reflection. Give yourself a pat on the back. Especially, you know, for the, for the ones who feel like giving up, give yourself a pat on the back because you're still fucking here. You're still shining. You're still doing it. Whether you have tears in your eyes, whether you have bruises on your whatever it may be, you're still fucking doing it. So give yourself a fucking pat on your back. Give yourself a round of applause. And I'm very proud of you. Okay? It's Christine. You already know. It's Broken Silence Real Talk. I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. Take care.